KFGO is proud to present the Veterans Hour, an hour dedicated to those serving a higher calling, the latest on veterans affairs and stories of conspicuous gallantry above and beyond the call of duty. And now, the host of the Veterans Hour, commander of the Tri-States Veterans, a Navy man, Dave Rice. host of the KFGO Veterans Hour, and we want to thank KFGO for letting us veterans have this one-hour show every month to talk about veterans' issues and causes. And we have another full schedule today. We hope you enjoy the um, agenda. A lot of good speakers, interviews coming up. Now, uh, first of all, we're going to do a a last-minute, I guess, uh, advertisement for the Harwood Arama. Harwood is my closest town to where I live out in the country. And Harwood uh, have had a uh, community celebration every couple of years. And they've taken that next to the to the next level. And Ashley Hansen from the Far- or Harwood Park Board is here today to put in a plug for the harwood Arama, which starts, the parade starts in less than an hour, 2 o'clock today. Thank you for coming on, Ashley. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. You bet. We are so excited. Um, we're actually here getting the parade all lined up. It's going to run right through town in Harwood. We are leaving promptly right at 2. And then we've got tons of fun and games going from 3 to 7 um, out at the North Acres Park on Bender Boulevard. Could uh, Just to interrupt quickly, where is that park? How do people get to it? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're coming into Harwood from the interstate, you're going to take a right. And then you're going to go down right before the train tracks, and you're going to take a left and keep following that road until you get to the fun. All right. Plenty of parking out there, and it looks like a nice day. Maybe some rain later. Yeah, it's going to – oh, I'm fingers crossed. We're hoping for no rain, but well, it's going to be a good one. I think a lot of people are hoping for rain. But <laughs> not, <laughs> True. Not, not, not till you're done. But uh, you have Maybe ga- like after midnight. You have games galore. I mean, it's a family-type uh, yeah. venue, right? Yes, absolutely. We've got games galore. We've got six different inflatable games. We have a dunk tank with proceeds going to Gigi's Playhouse. Um, we've got Sheriff Jesse Donner that's going to be in there. Um, so it's going to be a really a lot of fun. We've got face painting, food, Italian sodas. Well, great. Uh, food trucks, nobody's going to go away hungry? <laughs> nope. All right. And uh, it continues into the evening. You, you have a dance later tonight? Yeah. Yes, there's a street dance um, with... Uh, the band Jenny over at the Harwood Grill and Saloon, starting around eight. Music starts at nine. righty. good. So, uh, well, we're hoping to have you guys out there, though. Yeah. Well, again, you're you're starting out here pretty quick, but uh, parade yep. starts at two, and that's going to be yes. followed uh, activities in the park, and you have a beanbag yep. or a cornhole or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, yep, there's a beanbag tournament and all kinds of stuff. There's really entertainment for all ages. We've got a car show for those gearheads. I mean, we've got everything. Great, great. So, 
Hardwood American or Hardwood American Legion there is there too. I'm a member of that organization. I can't yeah. can't can't yeah. Uh, stop uh, without giving them a plug. But the uh, the dance is <laughs> at the Hardwood Bar and Grill, and uh, Hardwood American Legion is also open. And you have a parade, games galore. It's a family fun activity. So we encourage people uh, to come on out. You don't have to be a a Hardwood resident to enjoy that Saturday afternoon Absolutely at the Har- Hardwood Arama. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, We also have a gentleman by the name of Brian Deckert on the line. And Brian is the Veterans of Foreign Wars Veterans Service Officer. He has an office at the Regional Center, uh, the same place where the Fargo VA Hospital is. And uh, his office is up there. And uh, a lot of veterans are kind of shy about going to that big, big, big building. Uh, they, I don't know why, but uh, maybe they feel a little intimidated or, or whatever. So Brian and uh, the VA have partnered. And now Brian, who offers assistance to veterans who file claims, they might have an injury, a hearing loss, PTSD, or you know, many, many different types of claims that they uh, experienced in the service to our country. And now they're able to catch Brian at the Dawson building, which is on First Avenue North, and Brian can fill us in more on that. Uh, Brian, thank you for coming online, and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the Dawson building and uh, why you were there and when are you there. Uh, thanks for having me, Dave. <clears throat> yeah, um <clears throat> I am the uh, Department of uh, North Dakota VFW Department Service Officer, and as uh, you were saying, we do have an office at the VA Regional Building, um, where we are every day from uh, 7.30 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon, and we are open to all veterans and to uh, offer our services to assist in all their claims and uh, filing for benefits. Um, Yes, at uh, Fargo is one of very few that have a uh, a VA community resource and reference center. And their whole mission is to work with veterans that are at risk. Uh, there are veterans that are at risk of becoming homeless or are homeless um, or have other psychiatric issues. Um, so every Tuesday from 11 in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I set up an office there and I meet with um, these at-risk veterans um, and help them um, file their claims or their benefits. Okay, and you've only done that for a few weeks, and you've already had several clients, several veterans seeking your assistance, right? That is correct. Um, Some of them are filed for the very first time um, as they come through our our area. Um, And then we, I get them in touch with the proper people. We've uh, filed claims to see if they can get their complete health care if they qualify for VA. We um, 
research and get their uh, their military personnel and medical files, and then um, we sit down. They sit down with a consular, um, be it a uh, a medical doctor, a psychiatrist, um, a housing specialist. At the same time, then I go through their records and we uh, we get together and decide on um, what he should uh, and what he should apply for and what he has coming to him, and then we file our claims, as uh, the same way that we do with every veteran that comes into our main office. Okay, very good. So this is just one more avenue, one more opportunity to get our veterans in there and file claims for the benefits that they probably uh, rightfully deserve and we want to thank that you is cor- thank you for for doing that now what what is the uh, official name of that building and what is the address one more time the address is on first avenue north in the old dawson building it is the va community resource and referral center okay and if we have veterans interested in visiting there is there a contact uh, phone number or contact your is, your office? It's or? a it's a walk in. Um, they also they offer they have food shelter or they have uh, they work with all the house, with the uh, all the the homeless centers in town. Um, they have HUD is right there. Um, every veteran would that is in their programs. Um, gets a, a cell phone. They have a food pantry, a clothing pantry. Um, so it's they have laundry, showers. So they're there to assist and try to stamp out and help in stamping out um, homeless veterans in our communities. Well, very good. Thank you, Brian. We, we have to move on, and we want to really thank you for your involvement with that center and all the things that center does in addition to the services you provide and encourage veterans to go down there. But we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about another opportunity to help our veterans in need, and that is a food drive, food drive for our veterans. I don't care how much money I got to spend, got to get back to my... back and that is the united states coast guard theme song and i play that because uh, they were established on august 4th of 1790 so it's their birth month so to speak okay on the line we have two individuals virginia crashauer and jared st lindy who are talking about a food drive for our veterans in need and i'll start off with virginia uh if you'd quickly uh, introduce yourself and then let us know uh, you're the instigator of this project how did it come about and give us a little bit of information about the food drive of the military veterans organizations. Yes. Um, I am a member of both the American Legion and the BFW, and we have been so fortunate in the Fargo-Moorhead area because we've had the support of our community with our military. And we decided, since we don't have a storefront anymore at the American Legion, we wanted to make sure that we were still relevant in the community and that people knew that we were still here. We do have the American Legion baseball that we sponsor, and we also 
do honor guard for funerals, but we we just wanted to make sure that we were giving back to the community. So it started out that we were just going to work on a food drive. And uh, the more we talked about it and we brainstormed about it, we decided that it would be really nice if we could do a little competition between the service clubs and get more of our our veterans involved in this giving back to the community. So we started working with the food bank, and we we wanted to start a little bit smaller to to begin with because we hope that we'll be able to do more of this sort of thing in the future. So for right now, we're working with the American Legion in Fargo, the West Fargo VFW in Auxiliary, the Fargo VFW in Auxiliary, oh, and also the American Legion Auxiliary is participating as well, and the AMVETS. And with the AMVETS, they have the Auxiliary, the Sons of AMVETS, and AMVET Riders. So we are having an online giving as well as in person. There will be drop-off bins at the Fargo VFW, the West Fargo VFW, and the AMVETS, and also monetary donation containers. And then on August 12th, Thursday, CashWise has graciously allowed us to set up an area out in its uh, west entrance, and we're going to have a little friendly competition among the service clubs. So we hope that people can come and join us on Thursday, August 12th from 9 to 3, and if you can't do the online giving or drop off at VFW and AMVETS and in Fargo or West Fargo, then perhaps you can come and join us just for the fun of it out on Thursday the 12th at CashWise from 9 to 3. So the competition runs through the 21st. It doesn't matter if they go to CashWise or drop off at a local veterans organization, correct? That's correct. Um, We will have the online giving available from tomorrow, starting tomorrow through the 21st. And the food bank has been really, really nice to work with. They've helped us with the website and they have links for us and they are going to do some PR to the local networks and to the newspaper and stuff. So hopefully we'll have a good turnout. And our overall goal is $3,000. For, and as well as food donations, but we hope that we can well surpass that 3000 because September is Hunger Action Month, and I'm sure Jared can speak more to that. Okay, very good, and thank you. And that's a good segue because also on the line we have uh, Jared Sindley, Slindy, uh, Communication Manager for Great Plains Food Bank, and thank you. Jared, for coming on, I want you to just give us a short introduction of what Great Plains Food Bank is all about before we get into this particular fundraiser. Certainly. Thanks, Dave. It's uh, good to be with both of you. So, uh, yeah, the Great Plains Food Bank, we are the only food bank in the state of North Dakota, and we service the entire state of North Dakota and Clay County, Minnesota um, as well. And we do this through a number of different ways. Um, We supply needed food um, to 200 partner food pantries um, throughout our region, um, as well as a number of different programs we run, including our mobile food pantry, um, number of childhood hunger programs, senior hunger programs. And uh, in 2020, we set um, big records 
for us in terms of, of numbers distributed. We distributed uh, 15 million, more than 15 million meals to 146,000 individuals. So um, it, it, it certainly is a large operation that we run, and um, our mission is to end hunger together. And uh, being able to come on and, and uh, talk with you guys and to work with Virginia and these great American, these great veterans organizations is um, perfect, just a, a great partnership and and uh, just a great example of how we can all do this together. So we uh, just appreciate everything that Virginia is doing and, and all the clubs as well. Strength in numbers, partnerships, that's the name of the game nowadays, right? Absolutely. And I, I know uh, Great Plains Food Bank, you have a website and a Facebook page and, and other social medias where they can get a hold of you. Do you want to quickly review those? Uh, certainly. Yeah, we can. Uh, um, probably the best thing to do is, is a couple of different ways, greatplainsfoodbank.org. Um, find a lot of information on us, um, op- opportunities to give uh, food and financially uh, volunteer opportunities. And uh, we keep our Facebook page um, updated uh, quite a bit as well. Okay, very good. And you're you're in need 12 months out of the year, but uh, you're you're assisting the veterans organizations uh, August 9th through the 21st, 21st, and they're those donations are going to be kind of earmarked to for veterans in need. I understand, right? Well, yeah, we're uh, we're always um, yeah we're like you said you said it perfectly. Hunger is a twelve month. Um, operation and uh, Hunger Action Month um, coming up as well. You know, we want to be sure um, that we are supplied and we're stocked to uh, supply and veterans, supply individuals that um, are in need because uh, um, hunger doesn't take a vacation. Um, we know that. And, and um, you know, with having gone through COVID, uh, our, our need is as high as it's ever been. So, um, you know, being able to um, be a part of these um, these types of efforts that allow us to keep our warehouse full and continue us to get food moving off the door is, is just outstanding. Very good. And, you know, I assume, I mean, you're, you do a massive amount of work. And I'm, I'm guessing you have a lot of volunteers, stress, stress volunteers, uh, non-paid people that are helping out uh, year-round. Uh, if somebody wants to volunteer to help Great Plains Food Bank, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Oh, do we ever? We have around 5,000 in a year supplying in the area of 17,000 hours. Um, so our volunteers are a crucial backbone, um, a backbone along with um, other roles as well. But, yeah, we need volunteers at all times, uh, five days a week inside our warehouse um, here in Fargo. And additionally, if you're um, listening on KFGO's wider airwaves and you're out in communities outside um, of the area, we operate a number of mobile food pantry locations in a number of different towns throughout the region. So um, you can find a list of those at greatplainsfoodbank.org. We're always in need of volunteers um, there as well. So, And if you're reaching as far as, as Bismarck, we have a warehouse in there as well. So like you said, we have a lot of volunteers and every single one of them is needed. Okay, very good. Before we before we break and move on to the next topic, I want to get Virginia back on for a minute, and then Jared, if you have any closing comments, uh, I'm guessing uh, Virginia again. Thank you and the Fargo yes. American Legion for for initiating this drive, and I'm I'm guessing it it wasn't a hard sell getting the other veterans organizations to join in. So uh, that's what veterans organizations do. That's correct. Everybody was willing to just jump in and help, and I just want to reiterate that this runs from. August 8th through the 21st, 
online giving and drop-offs at the different locations, the West Fargo VFW, the Fargo VFW, and the AMVETS Club. And the AMVETS have, every Saturday they have brats and burgers, and they have decided that on the 14th they are going to set up out in their parking lot and try to garner some additional giving and donations. So we have a great veterans support for this project. Very good. Very good. Jared, any uh, final comments for the Great Plains Food Bank? Yeah, certainly. Just just quickly, just a huge thank you to Virginia for all the work she, she's done and all these great organizations. You listened at, at the top of this segment. It took her a long time to explain all that went into this, and it it uh, that all doesn't happen overnight. So she's been working tirelessly, and it just it's just outstanding to be able to work with just outstanding members of the community and lots of different ways to help give uh, – the virtual food drive part of it, give the um, food if you have any to spare. And uh, just, just everyone know that, um, you know, it's going to be put to good use for sure. Very good. And and thank you both for coming on, and thank you both for your efforts uh, helping uh, supply needed food items for our, our veterans in need. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. When we come back, we're going to interview uh, Jennifer Leiter. Uh, she is the manager of the Fargo National Cemetery, who's been, which has been in or- operation for almost two years now. So she'll give us an update on the Fargo National Cemetery. Father, Strong to Save by the U.S. Navy Band. And that's a fairly popular song at uh, him at uh, funerals, and in particular Navy funerals. And today we have Jennifer Leiter, the manager of the Fargo National Cemetery online. And thank you for coming on, Jennifer. Thank you for having me, Dave. You bet. Now, you've been in the National Cemetery Association uh, employment for a while. Why don't you give us this quick rundown of what you've done so far before you became manager of our local cemetery here? Well, um, I I just started with the National Cemetery Administration uh, just last year in May, uh, working out of Fort Snelling National Cemetery as a cemetery representative. So I've only had one year experience. Okay. Yeah. And you came here, what, when did you officially start? The early spring or uh, late winter? It was right at the onset of COVID-19. Okay. Uh, so early early May um, yep. Yep. So of last year. Just to make make a new job a little more interesting, you're <laughs> COVID. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, have known, I have not known uh, the NCA without COVID. So okay. All of my experience has been with COVID. <laughs> Very challenging indeed. But we're uh, uh, fully operational today. I'm a member of the uh, Honor Guard out there, so I'm somewhat familiar with it. But uh, it's been in operation for almost two years now. I think the first internment was in October of 2019. So where are we at currently with the number of internments of veterans and and spouses out there? So um, I think we are at 
417 people uh, buried at Fargo National Cemetery. Uh, we have approximately 325 of those are uh, veterans, male veterans, and then eight of them are, are, are women veterans. We have eight women veterans buried at Fargo so far, and the rest are male, of course. Okay. And uh, I know a couple of them, I think, are both spouses are, are veterans. I know we had one of those just recently. Yes, we do have a couple. I, I'm not sure of the numbers, but we do have several um, married couples who are both veterans, and in their in, and they both have their own plot, their own plot. So they, because they served, they each get their own plot. Okay. At the at the national cemetery. Very good. Now, uh, questions some of us veterans get is. How do you, uh, what, what is your contact information? If, if a veteran is interested in, in being interred there, where do they go and how do you handle the, the scheduling? Well, the scheduling is done by our national scheduling line uh, out of um, Missouri. And they are, they're the, um, the authority, the people who decide whether or not that you get a plot there. Um, you can do some pre-eligibility through them. Uh, if anybody would like to do that, they can call me at the Fargo National Cemetery office phone number, which I can give later, and then I can give them the National Cemetery line a phone number where they can call and okay. see if they're eligible. Okay, and very good. We'll ask for that in just a minute. And you know, quite often when, when I get a question, I'm not a veteran service officer, I'm not an expert, but what I tell them is uh, contact your, your local veteran service officer. They can do that, help you with that pre-authorization uh, paperwork, and they can help uh, getting the, the veteran or the veteran's family connected to the National Cemetery Association. But why don't you give us, uh, let us know where that cemetery is, and even if, uh, you know, it's worthwhile, I think, just to go out there and take a look. If they want to drive around and, and get out, walk around a little bit, very beautiful uh, place out there. How do they get there, and what are the cemetery's hours of operation? Well, uh, Fargo National Cemetery is in Harwood, North Dakota. Um, the address is 8709 40th Avenue North. And um, I am not familiar with the area so well because I'm new to the area. But I just know you go past the sunflower field, past the cornfield, and voila, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's actually between Harwood and West Fargo. But if you're on the right. interstate, if you're on the interstate, take exit uh, 69, and that's Cass County 22, yeah. which is 40th Avenue North, like you said. And then yep, head yep, head yep. west, and you'll you'll drive right by. Yep. Okay. Yes. And then, uh, of course, if um. The cemetery office is not located at the cemetery, of course. It's actually located in the VA regional building on the second floor, room 211. Okay. Um, and I don't, think our, I don't think the cemetery information is located on their information board on the first floor. So it should be eventually, but it isn't right now. So you'll just have to know to go to room 211. So you're in the same area where all the veteran service or officers are, correct? That's correct. I'm at the very end of the hallway. Okay, very good. 
And if you would, please, uh, I know uh, you can go to sem.va.gov uh, for the National mm-hmm. Cemetery uh, uh, webpage. And what is your local right. contact information, Jennifer? Uh, the local is, the phone number is uh, 701-451-4650. And that is my office. And if I'm in the office, I will definitely answer and do my best to answer any questions that people may have. Okay. And if uh, people want to go out there and just take a look around, what are the hours? When is the gate open? It is a gated operation. Sure, it is gated, but we do not close the gates at this time. Uh, the hours are from sun up to sundown every day of the year. So it's open all the time. Just know that there are no lights out there, but they are open from sun up to sundown okay. every day of the year. And there are a maximum of, I believe, five funerals per day interments, and that could be multiple, husband, wife, whatever, but 9, 10, 11, right. and 1, and 2. That's correct. Friday we had all time slots uh, filled. That's the third time in the Fargo uh, National Cemetery history that we've had all five time slots taken. And we do we do often do double services for um, husband and wife that come together, and that would take one time slot. Okay, and uh, in addition to the, the VA, or National Cemetery Association uh, services, uh, we have organized a Fargo Memorial Honor Guard, which is made up of veterans from the various veterans organizations in our area, and we provide the three-gun volley and uh, the presentation of taps, and uh, uh, we even have a chaplain if the family does not have a clergy handy. Uh, we have a chaplain that can uh, preside over the interment as well. Yes, and we are very grateful for that uh, squad that comes out and renders honors to all of our veterans. It is a great honor to be a part of that. And funeral homes and veteran service officers and Jennifer, our manager out there, they can help uh, put you in contact with that honor guard and and make things uh, go a little smoother for you. Absolutely. Okay. give me a call. Well, welcome to... Fargo, Virginia, or uh, and uh, I mean Jennifer. We just had yep. Virginia online, <laughs> Jennifer, and uh, thank you for coming to Fargo and thank you for that information today. We're gonna All break right. here pretty soon, but I want to talk about one uh, thing, another thing the Veterans Administration is doing, and that's on August twenty sixth from nine thirty to noon. They're having uh, caregivers, veterans, and family uh, a day of celebration. Come on out to the Fargo VA Medical Center, Fargo VA Hospital. And uh, there's an education program going on again on August 26th from 9.30 to noon. Uh, they requested an RSVP just to get a head count, I guess. Uh, uh, VHAFAR, Caregiver Support. You're not going to remember that. Uh, 701 239 3700 and ask for extension 4399 uh, just to get registered. And that's not uh, mandatory, I guess, but they'd like to get an idea how many are going to come on. But they have uh, several different speakers, and then they have uh, resource tables, the blood pressure checks, my healthy vet assistance, medical foster home, hospice, palliative care, home-based primary care, veterans benefits, and caregiver support. Just a lot of things are going. So head to the VA hospital on the 26th of August and uh, right in the healing gardens, which is just west of the main building 
come on out for a day of information and uh, touring the resource tables and so on. And if you're so inclined, they even have a yoga section going out there from 11 to, 11 to noon. So uh, give them a call, 701-239-3700, extension 4399. Okay, we'll take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to the Veterans of Foreign Wars, North Dakota Commander, Corey Moore. Corey Moen on the line. He's an Army veteran. He's probably dancing around the table right now because that was the Army theme song. Go Army, right, Corey? Corey, are are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay, we just played the Army theme song. I don't know if you're online to hear that or not, but that was in your honor. And Corey Moen, he is a newly elected uh, North Dakota Veterans of Foreign Wars Department commander. And uh, each year I try to interview all the new commanders. Uh, we'll continue that next month. But right now, we have uh, the commander of the North Dakota VFW on the line. So welcome aboard, Corey. Thanks for coming on the line. Oh, thanks for having me, Dave. You bet. I asked Corey to do a couple things, a quick introduction of himself, uh, where he's from and how he, where and when he served, and then get into a little bit about uh, he's a mm-hmm. newly elected commander. But what are what is What are his goals, and uh, does he have a project that he wants to support for, uh, during his ensuing years. So, Corey, uh, where are you from, and uh, where did you serve? Um, well, I'm from the little town of Epping, North Dakota, up here in the northwest corner, and um, I served with the North Dakota Army National Guard. I was in the 164 uh, Combat Engineers. They took us in uh, Dickinson, and we made one company, and we deployed as Alpha Company 141, uh, we did route clearance in Iraq from 2004 to 2005. Okay, so you've been busy. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were a little busy doing that. All right, for sure. Okay, and you earned your eligibility for a combat veteran uh, during that deployment, correct? Yes, yes, we did. Okay, uh, I I received the combat action badge for uh, our actions when we were uh, outside the wire doing what we did. Okay. And both uh, Corey and I and about five, six other uh, VFW members from North Dakota just got, recently got back, like Tuesday, Wednesday, we got back from uh, Kansas City, Missouri, attending our national convention where they, uh, we had a number of different meetings going on. It was, it was a little bit curtailed due to COVID. We didn't do a lot of the uh, socializing that we normally would do during a convention, but a lot of speakers and a lot of information put out and election of our national commanders and who who is your national commander t- this year i'm fritz mechalek i think i got that last name uh correct yeah a very uh, very good individual i uh, i really enjoyed meeting him uh of course i was uh not slated to be the, the commander until uh next year but due to one of our members having some health issues i got uh put in the position a little bit early and then i also uh our last commander uh bruce newland was in during the um COVID time frame, so he didn't get to do a lot. And both these individuals were master sergeants, first sergeants, sergeant majors, and me being a, a medically retired E6, 
Uh, I feel I have to do absolutely as much as I possibly can do this year just because of those two being uh, um, non-commissioned officers and just that esprit de corps amongst the backbone of the military. Um, I'm going to do as much as I can. I'm not going to talk about what I'm up to. Well, I guess I'll just leave that one later for see where your some of the other questions are okay. here or not when they're Dave, I guess. So. Okay. Uh, well, you, you can talk a little bit about what every commander has a priority of membership, recruited to membership, and, and you and I and, and others, uh, we shared a booth out there at the Fargo Air Show and the Blue Angels were here recruiting new members and I'm, I'm, I'm positive that you're going to have recruitment of new members and renewal of existing members as a priority throughout your, your area, right? Oh, absolutely. And I was fortunate enough to uh, meet the commander from the blue angels. And um, he's actually a member from uh, our native uh, North Dakota and from Fargo. And uh, I was able to give him my commander's coin and, and all the, his uh, other uh, pilots, I was able to give them uh, the commander's pin and also the Viper team, which is made up of Navy SEALs, EOD, which is explosive ordnance disposal, and then the Swift boats, which is the guys that run the SEALs in and out. And they're that the parachute guys that did all the, the fancy uh, technical uh, parachute jumps. I was able to give those guys also a pin and spend a little time talking with all those individuals a little bit and uh, encourage them to join the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign Wars. And um, it was just it was just nice to talk with with uh, service members that are at that level. Okay, of very skills. good. Very good. And like every commander, assuming uh, pandemics allow us, we have district meetings and a winter conference uh, and a spring winter meetings or district meetings. Uh, what what are some of or maybe you don't have any specific things you want to talk about right now? I don't know. Uh, but goals for your year other than membership. Well, that's what I kind of started to say I wasn't going to talk about because of this new the type uh, the new type of COVID that's coming out, and they're okay. talking about some of the restrictions and stuff. Okay, that's we fair. We're planning on we were planning on visiting some of the air bases and uh, getting out to the National Guard and and um, the Air Guard and the Army Guard. And our the priority there was to talk about separation counseling um, with these veterans that are coming out. I've been talking to quite a few of them. And, it's kind of interesting the difference between the services and what they're what they're told, what they're not told, and just talk to the actual command about some of that stuff. And then uh, um, number two was uh, the readiness. That's one of our our resolutions in in the VFW is our military state of readiness. So I would like to see the bases and just what what they can allow me to see and talk with them about that. And then one of the big things is is to be able to if they can allow it also is to know when our troops are going to be home so we can be there to meet them off the plane. That's, that's a priority, uh, one of the priorities that we need to do as not just the BFW, but as veteran groups and veterans as a whole, is to be there to support our troops, no matter what branch of service, when they come back to North Dakota, to meet them and thank them for their service. Absolutely. Very, very good priority. You know, we've done some of that in the past, but I think we could always do a better job Some. Some troops come back with uh, nobody there to greet them and thank them, and that, that should be a high priority. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Now, uh, every commander, for those not familiar with uh, veterans organizations, every commander has a, a quote-unquote pin. You, you mentioned that. You distributed a lot of those pins and a few coins. W what is your pin, and what is the meaning behind it? 
Well, my pin is the castle, which represents the engineers, the engineer corps. And then I have the state on it to represent North Dakota. And then within the state, I have the uh, BFW Maltese cross in there, which is our which is our old symbol. We have a new symbol now. It's just the BFW. And uh, I also have crossed rifles on it because uh, we we weren't just running equipment and building buildings and bridges and stuff. We were actually a fighting force when I was there. So I put the cross rifles on that to represent not just the engineer corps, but a little bit of what we did um, as, as, a, uh, as a battalion when we were there. We received the Valorious Unit Award, and I'm very, very proud of that award. Yeah, very good. And you, you, I'm sure you'd like to have every VFW member have that pen, uh, and you'll freely distribute those whenever possible. And uh, uh, do you give them out for free, or are you charged for them? I am handing them out for free. I've actually had to reorder. I've already handed out over 150 coins to either uh, service members, in any a lot of individuals, family members, um, some young folks that just wanted to come up and talk to the guy wearing the VFW hat. And um, at the pins, I have given away, I believe, around 400 already. I'm out of pins. So I, I'm actually at a, my 30-year uh, class reunion today, and I thought I'd have a bunch of pins and coins to hand out, but they, they're going to show up next week, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Very good. And uh, do you have any specific uh, fundraising projects or projects that you're supporting? I know you talked about, uh, you know, visiting the troops and a lot of that stuff, but any fundraising uh, projects that are earmarked for, for a specific cause? One of the, one of the things uh, that has always been a priority to me, because as a, as a young boy sitting there and listening to my relatives that served in Vietnam, and uh, what they uh, how what they went through when they came home. Um, my project is the is the honor flight. It's a priority of mine um, to get the, them guys out to Washington D.C. I was fortunate enough to travel out to Washington. And for those that haven't been to the Washington Mall, there's a lot of geese there. And the the Vietnam Wall Monument was uh, was it gets a little emotional for me right now, but was covered in um <clears throat> excuse me. The, the geese had been on the wall, just leave it that way. And I took a bottle of water and a paper towel. I pulled a paper towel, um, people I was there with my wife, they handed me a paper towel. And I wiped that, all that stuff off the, off the, the wall there on the mall. And uh, I had people looking at me like I was crazy, but um, it's just the Vietnam veterans are a real priority for me. They're just, they really are. They got a special place for me. I got a special place for them, excuse me, in my heart for them. Well, very good. And it's uh, unique that you brought that up because, you know, today, August 7th, 1964, was the beginning of the Vietnam War. So it's very, very appropriate. Okay, uh, Corey, anything to add before we uh, break off here and have our final uh, sign-off? Um, yeah, if you got a family member out there that has uh, served overseas, please, uh, please go on the VFW website and go to uh, vfw.org. You can go on there. You can go through the prompt. Uh, it's a brown bar. You have to click on it. It's actually not labeled very well. And uh, get signed up for the VFW. And and also, if you're a family member of, of a veteran that served overseas in a combat zone, you can also join our auxiliary. And we really, really, really need our membership this year. We need a little little over 150 people to sign up um, to get North Dakota back to 100%. 
and um, National is really kind of leaning on a lot of us. Montana and Wyoming are in talks of probably combining the two states. There's been scuttlebutt of North Dakota and uh, South Dakota. Now, mind you, it's just some scuttlebutt about that. But I, I really, I've talked to the South Dakota guys, and they don't want to. We don't want to join. It's not not that we don't like each other, but we want to stay in our own states and our own departments. So, folks, we really need to help to get our membership up. Okay, very good. Well, thank you, Corey, for coming online, and thank you for serving as commander of the North Dakota Veterans of Foreign Wars this upcoming year. Uh, next month, uh, we have our, we don't have our program scheduled yet, but Derek Anser, we want to thank him for running the boards today, and he's the scheduler, so hopefully we'll be back on next month. And next month is going to be the 20th anniversary of 9-11, so we want to cut, try to focus on that a little bit. Okay, we're going to close now with our traditional reading of taps. I hear the sound of taps. I listen to the bugler play, and I feel a sudden chill. I wonder how many times the taps have meant amen. When a flag has draped a coffin of a brother or a friend, I think of all the mothers, fathers, husbands and wives, and children with interrupted lives. I think about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea or unmarked graves in Arlington. No, freedom isn't free. Thank you, KFGO, for letting us have this hour. We thank our guests and callers and appreciate you for tuning in today. We look forward to our next KFGO Veterans Hour.